0: Welcome to The Spark Effect, the most famous podcast you haven't heard of. I am your host, Wendy Durrell, bringing you stories, advice, support, and the most fascinating guests on the planet. I believe it just takes a spark to change a life. Let's do this thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to spring. It is happening here in New York City. All of the trees are starting to flower. All of the allergies are starting to flare up. It's really beautiful. Spring's also a really good time for new things and change. A little over two years ago, I decided that I wanted to start up my own business and I really wanted to be my own boss and be in charge of my own time and do something that felt important and helpful to the world. And so I struck out and started up my own thing and did a lot of Googling and a lot of talking to other people. You know, it's hard when you first decide to do something like that. Where do you start? I found a lot of things online. I ended up paying for a couple different uh, tutorials and courses that ultimately did not end up helping me and were um, not a good investment. So it's hard when you first start out. To do that for those of you that are interested in starting up your own business or maybe you already have I thought it would be really beneficial to bring in a panel of people who have done this and been successful doing it Today's expert panel I asked all of them the same thing I asked them what is the best advice you would give to someone who wanted to start up their own, business company venture. And what was great is I just I left it pretty open ended like that. And each gave such good insight and wisdom that I know that you guys are all going to benefit from this. So get out that notepad and that pen. And let's get started. My first guest today is Erica Douglas. At age 26, Erica sold her online business, a web hosting company for over a million dollars. She created a blog that helps others grow their businesses quickly and runs an electronic repair business with several locations in Texas called OneUp Repairs. They service over 22,000 devices a year. From a personal standpoint, From day one, Erica has encouraged me in launching my business, and especially in creating my own content and and art. I started in direct sales, and while I learned a lot doing that, it really wasn't for me, and she saw that pretty early on, that what I really wanted to do was launch my own brand and my own thing. Here's what she has to say about starting up your own business.
1: Hi, Wendy. It's Erica. So what's the top advice I would give to people who are just starting their business? First of all, I highly recommend that when you hire someone,
0: you hire the best person for the job, not necessarily just the cheapest person or the first person you find. Secondly, if you don't have money and you're starting out with your business, I recommend that you learn how to do whatever it is that you want to do. I learned how to code in order to start a business many years
1: ago, and learning how to code has paid itself off thousands of times over, as has learning marketing. And learning how to build websites, so I would highly recommend that if you don't have the money to hire somebody great for the job,
0: learn it yourself. Yes, so so true, Erica. Listen to her. If you need to learn how to, if you need to do something, learn how to do it yourself. Even if you don't do it in the future, it helps so much if you know that skill set. I have taught myself how to do so many things through since starting my business. And and her other point, yes, hire the best people. um, Pay for the the. Pay for the things that are the best, even if they're the most expensive, because you will end up um, benefiting from that later. I have invested in things that were cheaper because I thought it would be saving me money, but in the long run, it ended up you know, costing me. I ended up wasting that money because I did not benefit from those services. In the future, when I hire a business coach, it will be the best business coach and not the one that I found that was inexpensive. One of the mentors that I follow said that when you decide to say yes to something, the, the, the money happens. Somehow things, things come together. People will help you. You will, you will find a way to do it. So, yes, totally agree with everything she just said. My next guest was supposed to be Stephen McGurdy. Unfortunately, he is sick and was unable to record, but was nice enough to send it to me in written form. So, I'm going to read it to you. Steve is the founding partner of Taxstream. Taxstream has been acquired by Thompson Murders, and he is the head there. He has 20, over 20 years of experience with IT, consulting, including working at companies such as IBM, Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, Bankers Trust, and MetLife. He also has technology experience in fields such as supply chain management, 401k record keeping, and video game development. He said off the top of his head, he would suggest a few pieces of advice. Choose your business partners very carefully. You have to be able to trust them, work with them, debate with them, respect them, etc. Secondly, make sure you set up your company the right way. There are LLCs, s corps, and you probably need legal slash taxed guidance, especially if there's more than just one partner shareholder or investor. Third, do sensible research to make sure your business is going to be successful. Are people willing to pay for your products? What are they willing to pay? Why would they buy yours over your competitors? Answer those questions before you start your company we could really do an episode on each of those points. So good. Make sure that you answer those things and do your due diligence before you start a company because he's right. There, There is so much that you need to know going in legally and, um, and as far as setting up your company the right way. I think that a lot of people go into business thinking that they can work with a family member or a significant other or a best friend or, or whoever it is, and they're not really considering it from the business angle. And he's right. You have to to be able to work with this person long-term, bounce ideas off with them, trust them, all of those things. And that's something that you can actually do ahead of time is really consider who you're going to be working with. My next guest is Manessa. Manessa runs a very large community called the Business Strategy Group. It's a space for small business owners, solopreneurs, and direct sellers to talk about topics that are relevant to the routine of running a business. She moved to the U.S. in 1998 and worked her way through college where she got her degree in New Media Studies. That's what they used to call it. This is pre-social media. She also got a degree in anthropology and a direct sales job that she started with her sister helped her realize her dreams of independence and self-sufficiency. She wanted to help others, and so direct-to-success was built. She has spent the last couple years helping people learn the ins and outs of using social media as part of a larger business strategy. This is Manessa's advice to anyone looking to start up a business.
1: For anyone who's thinking about starting a business, I think the first thing that you want to do is validate your idea. Figure out who the target market is for the product or service that you want to sell and identify what is it about that product that solves a problem for your audience.
0: Yes, a thousand times yes. This is something that I have heard from every successful business owner or mentor I have spoken with. Identify the pain point or points that your service or product solves for your target audience. That's something that you really have to sit down and figure out, dial it in, be very, very specific. And I'm gonna attach something to, to what she said. Identify who your target audience is. And again, be very specific. Your target audience, you might actually get clients or um, consumers that are not in your target audience, but if you are selling to a very specific group of people, you will be much more successful than if you are trying to sell to everyone. Ideas and products and services get watered down when you try to be that open with your business. Be very specific with the pain points and with who you're selling to. I am loving this episode. <laughs> I'm having such a good time. Peter Madsen is one of the people that I respect admire the most. He is the co-founder of Hedgehog Development and is its CFO. Hedgehog Development is a software consultancy that designs and develops customized applications, websites, and provides technology consulting services for companies covering a wide range of industries. Hedgehog has grown to five offices in North America and Europe, and has been named to the INC 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America three times. Peter is someone that I look up to and aspire to be more like in in my own business. So here is his advice for starting up your own business.
2: I'd like to talk to you about relationships. Clients are an obvious one. At my company, Hedgehog, our goal is to be our customer's most trusted partner. As a result of this, we have strong long-term relationships with many of our clients. Currently, nine of our top 10 clients have been with us for three or more years. The 10th is a brand new client but they came to us via a recommendation from another long-term client. Another important relationship are vendor relationships. Every professional relationship we have has a direct line back to someone we know. Our accountant, my brother-in-law's firm, introduced us to our payroll company. A long-time client introduced us to our lawyers who introduced us to our financial advisors, which led to our banking relationship. These relationships are as important as client relationships. You need to know you're getting advice and recommendations from someone you trust. Finally, this one may seem a little odd, but competitors. In the early years of Hedgehog, we quickly landed on working on one particular platform. This led us to trade shows and educational events where other companies like us were working on the same platform. We decided that rather than have an adversarial relationship with these firms, we should try and find some common ground and become friendly with them. We knew and understood that there was plenty of work out there and we were never going to get 100% of it anyway. So why not embrace the competitive relationship and make some friends? And I can tell you, I am really glad we did this. So what did this do for us? So here's a couple of examples. 10 years ago, we launched a product that enhanced the platform we were all working on. And since our competitors, in air quotes, knew us, they embraced the product, turning it into a de facto standard. There are times when we have either extra capacity or were caught shorthanded. We knew that we could reach out to our friends and help each other. And finally, and maybe most importantly, we've established relationships with fellow business owners who are in exactly the same business as us. We can call each other to discuss changes in the platform. During the 2008 financial crisis, I can tell you there are a lot of calls and emails going around. We can talk about changes in the hiring landscape, and have someone to complain it to about tax law changes and all the other millions of things that only we as business owners have to deal with because we're all in the same boat. And yep, it's true. Sometimes misery does love company. Relationships, they're extremely important. The better you are at building them, the more successful you will be.
0: Pete, if you have not given this as a keynote before, this is is the thing. Relationships, yes. So important and so often overlooked because people are looking at all of the, the technical aspects of, of starting up a business and not the, the the relationships and the emotional ones. Building these relationships with with even, like you said, competitors, your, your quote-unquote enemies can become your biggest allies, not only for support, but for, like you said, commiserating when things get really hard or bad. I'd like to recommend a book to you all. If you have not read The Go-Giver go read that it deals with this too. Um, So important. I have I have, you know, referred people that I felt would work better with someone else in my same industry to them because I feel like that that's that builds a relationship with the people in the community. There is plenty of work to go around. And and yes, this was this was gold, Pete. I took notes. Thank you. My next guest is Jenna Green, and she has built a community very near and dear to my heart. Many of you know that I have the small tumor in my head and that I suffer from thyroid disease and chronic pain. Jenna has created Full of Grit and Grace. It's to support anyone that has difficulty working a traditional nine-to-five job due to chronic illness, mental health, or other factors. Jenna is a 30-something woman living outside of Boston with her husband and their rescue dog, Dixie. She's an anti extraordinaire, a dog lover, a caffeine addict, yay, fashion fanatic, social media marketer, business coach, and mostly optimist. Here is what she had to say to all of you entrepreneurs looking to start up your own business.
1: My best advice for any small business owner just starting out would be to learn to prioritize ruthlessly. And this is especially important if you face a chronic illness or any other limiting factors. But as a small business owner, you are always going to have new demands on your time. You will have a never-ending to-do list. But learning to prioritize that to-do list at a rate that works for you and your health and your body and your family is key to being able to run a successful small business. I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. And do not be afraid to prioritize the items that you know will be most effective for you and your business, as well as keep in mind that you do need to take care of yourself in order to be healthy enough to run your small business.
0: Such a smart, beautiful answer. Yes, because a lot of times when you start up your own business, like she said, there's so many things to do and they all feel so important. Prioritizing them is vital also she said asking for help i know so many stubborn people that suffer from chronic illness i am one of them (laughs) that hates asking for help ask for help guys and let people know where you're at there i say this all the time if you're having a bad day or if you're or you're having a rough time let other people know they're not psychic. Figure out what works best for you as far as tools for scheduling and prioritizing your tasks and stick to them. It's too easy to get scattered and very disorganized. And if you're suffering from something like chronic illness, that can amplify it. So yes, all of those things that she said, and make sure that you take care of yourself also just as important. If you are a listener of The Spark Effect, you will recognize my next guest. Rebecca T. Dixon was on The Spark Effect a couple episodes back and was nice enough to come back on and give her expertise and advice. Rebecca is, or Becky as I know her, is an award winning journalist, an Amazon best selling author, renowned writing consultant, and a Forbes contributor. She is what you'd consider a high-profile, zero-nonsense business model expert who specializes in high-voltage profit generation for small businesses who are at that sink-or-swim, do-or-die stage. She is the original bullshit slayer and will kick your ass a business. Here's what Becky has to say. The best advice that I could give somebody who is starting a business is to remember why they started and to trust themselves, which I guess is two pieces of advice. But here's what I know for sure. Everybody and their mother will have
1: an opinion about what you should do and how you should do it. Only you know what is right for you. So when all else fails and they're coming at you with a million pieces of advice and strategies and systems, go inward, not outward. You do know what to do. You do know how to do it. And if you trust yourself and rely on that voice inside you, You cannot fail
0: ever, 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 ever. I think that's the biggest piece. If I could do a mic drop sound, I would right now. Yes keep your blinders up because when you decide to go into business for yourself, you are gonna get a lot of external comments and advice. And while like in a in a professional capacity that could be wanted in a personal one, it can be distracting and it can it can make you doubt yourself. So like she said, trust yourself, stick to your guns, keep your keep your eye on the prize there because you, like she said, You know what's best, you know what you're building or what you're creating, and you have to listen to that internal guidance system. And yes, there's going to be those judgy people that make, you know, passive aggressive, snide or petty remarks. It's a, it's a quote that I've heard a lot and seen attributed to a lot of people. So who knows who said it? Okay, guys, this is the reason why I say don't ever quote me because I probably heard it from someone else smarter and, and more knowledgeable than me in the past. And I've just, I'm regurgitating it because <laughs> it's brilliant. But the quote was what other people think of me is none of my business. And if you can if you can take that to heart and into your business, you will be a lot more peaceful and happy. I assure you. If you don't care what other people think about you, you do what you do. It's something that actually Becky taught me was if how would how would the Wendy that is a completely successful host has has you know all of the financial stability she wants has has reached all of these goals that i have on my dream board how would she react to these people would she even care and the truth is no (laughs) like it would just roll off my back and of course you know when you're starting out those things can feel more personal like personal attacks but if you can just focus on not caring what other people think about you and work on that you will benefit so much blinders up people my final guest is dan hoffman Dan Hoffman is an entrepreneur who failed twice, succeeded once, and is starting from the beginning again. From 2000 to 2014, he built and then sold M5 Networks. It's a pioneering voiceover IP cloud communications company serving businesses. After losing a battle to be CEO of the public Silicon Valley company that acquired M5, Dan retreated with his family to Barcelona for two years. During this time, he was chosen as a Henry Crown Fellow of the Aspen Institute, a program that pushed him to work on the opportunity to improve education and learning. He recently returned to Brooklyn, New York, and started Circles Learning Labs with a mission to connect the world deeply so people can learn and grow together. Dan has become an in-demand speaker and writer on Peer Learning and Coaching. He is the full-time CEO of Circles and was kind enough to come on the Spark Effect and help out all of our budding entrepreneurs. Here is Dan's advice to all of you. I'm going to get
3: tactical in answering your question about starting a business. The single best thing I did in starting my current business was to get advisors first. My friend, author of Scaling Up, Vern Harnish, told me a long time ago That anytime I have a business challenge, the very first question to ask is, who can help? Who is the best in the world at that business? It's surprisingly easy to get to people, especially with LinkedIn and our networks today. So in my journey, I knew I wanted to build a business in the world of education, learning, and development. That was new for me. And so I made a list of all the people that I thought would be absolutely amazing to be able to talk with or to have involved. Some I got to through my network, some I got to cold. In the first year, those people were my first test of whether I had a good idea or not. As I developed the idea, I could see in their eyes Uh, when people got excited, whether this was something worth pursuing to the next stage. And in the second year, as we started to test some specific pieces of our business, uh, I built real trust. Some of the advisors fell off as the business became clear, and some really dug in. And what ended up happening uh, was, well, first, I had a list of people who were willing to let me put their faces on my website and get a little bit of instant credibility. Second, all of my early customers came from their relationships. And third, when it came time to raise money, uh, it only took a few weeks, in part because I had built trust with people that really cared about this over a long period of time. And I guess there's even a fourth one, which is a couple of them have come to work full time in the business now. um, And others have referred people. So it was really a gift that kept on giving. It wasn't a lot of time, but it wasn't instantaneous. There's a saying about this in Silicon Valley. If you want money, ask for advice. And if you want advice, ask for money. Hope that helps.
0: I really love that. Who can help and who's the best in the world at this business? Something that surprised me the most when I decided to do this and launch The Spark Effect and and my own brand was how supportive and helpful people were when I reached out. People, they want you to succeed and they can tell when you're really passionate about something and they can tell when your idea is solid and good. I think that there's a lot of hesitation in reaching out to someone that is who you would consider, you know, more successful or or higher up or, or whatever you have going on in your head and really is in your head. But like Dan said, if you use a, a tool like LinkedIn or or any social media site to get in touch with these people, I think that you will be shocked at how willing they are to lend their expertise and their support to what and en- whatever endeavor you have. Starting up a business can feel like a very lonely experience and it doesn't have to there are people out there that will support you and they will listen and I promise you you will find your cheerleaders out there that's it for today's episode I have to give a very very genuine and huge thank you Dan Steve Becky Jenna Erica Pete and Vanessa thank you so much for lending your expertise and advice to all of us your your um your wisdom is so valuable and I appreciate each of you so much for contributing to the Spark Effect. You will find ways to connect with each of my guests in the show notes, so please check them out. I will have links to their social media, to their websites. Definitely go and follow them. They are incredible, incredible people. Thank you to the listeners. Without you guys, I wouldn't be here. If you are listening and you have, you know, received some value from this show, please share it with your friends and family. And if you're listening snap a photo and tag me, I'll feature you. The biggest thank you to the Spark Effect crew. If you've been listening a while, this show is always for free, but if it's worth a few dollars to you, head on over to our Patreon page and join the Spark Effect crew. They keep this show running. Without you guys, I would not keep the lights on, and they really do allow me to show up every week and eventually upgrade some needed equipment. The Spark Effect crew also gets cool shit, like a shout-out on the show, they get bonus content, and my eternal gratitude. I hope everyone is happy happy and healthy and well. And I will see you guys next week. Next week's episode, we are dealing with the world of comedy. I am super excited about this one. I love you guys.